You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. You know, it's a rivalry game for us, for them, and it's a historic matchup for our franchise, our alumni. It's not a division game, but it matters a significant amount, you know, and it's important, you know, and excited to compete, play in that slot, you know, and when you're playing in that spot, you know, you know you're the only one on, and a lot of people watching you, and just, I think our players are excited, our coaches are excited, I know our fans are going to be excited, so uh, Sunday night should be electric. This is Unnecessary Roughness, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are in the NOF. We are in the NAWF, the NOF. 6640 North Durango, Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, every single Friday we go to another Buffalo Wild Wings. We're on tour. We're like rock stars. We're like Lil Wayne. We're on tour. I say that because Lil Wayne's going to be performing at halftime on Sunday night primetime action. Raiders and Steelers, Allegiant Stadium. So, yeah, I'm like Lil Wayne. Just not Lil, not Wayne, not Rich, <laughs> not a rapper. <laughs> Ain't any of that. But we're on tour, and we're going to Buffalo Wild Wing, to Buffalo Wild Wing, to Buffalo Wild Wing. And today we are hanging out on North Durango, so we definitely encourage you to come on by and uh, get hooked up, man. We've got all these different prizes on the table here. I'm checking them out right now. We've got T-shirts. We've got koozies. We've got cups. Got this uh, 2023 Coors Light Raiders jersey that we're getting folks in to win. We've got tickets here. Of course, it's Friday. There's all kind of great food here at Buffalo Wild Wings, great cold beverages here at Buffalo Wild Wings. And why are you at work? There's absolutely no reason to be at work on a Friday. Not at this time. It's 2 o'clock, which means it's 5 o'clock somewhere, which means, it, I mean, look, just do like our job. At the radio station right now, I guarantee outside of RA, there ain't nobody in the building because they know it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing to do. And if you do have a job, why? Right? Why? Just come hang out with us, man. This is this is what we do. So just come on by. Get hooked up, man. We're going to have a lot of fun for the next few hours here at Buffalo Wild Wings. TV's everywhere. Checking out Sports Center. Checking out MLB Network. Checking out everything that you can imagine on these many TVs. Whatever it is that you want to see, they've got. We're in the kind of little bar area here. You can't miss the Radio Nation Radio 920. T- uh, the, the, the van out front. Cannot miss it. That's how you know that you're, uh, you're, you're near us, right? And then you just look up and you see the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, symbol, and boom, here you go. That's all it is. That's all it was. So come on by and get hooked up. Like that dump truck, and uh, we've got plenty, like I said, plenty of prizes to give out throughout the course of the next few hours. Got some great guests coming up on the show today. Excited about uh, going into a weekend that we know the Raiders are playing at home. First home game of the regular season. Nobody's been back in the Legion Stadium since the first preseason game. It seems like it has been so long. I remember being up there uh, on the Coors Light landing. I remember doing the pregame show with Donald Penn as JT and EA and Lincoln Kennedy were all on the call on the radio side. Jason Horowitz and Matt Millen, Rich Gannon were all on the TV side of things. So it was a lot of fun to be able to just kind of, you know, do what we do. But, man, it's been a long time coming. Every single weekend I, I, I get up and I'm, I'm, I'm watching football and I'm realizing, man, these guys are on the road again. On the road again, ready to be back in the home home, home stadium. And so Allegiant Stadium is going to be where all eyes around the NFL are paying attention to on Sunday night again. Prime time. Actually, you heard Coach McDaniels talking about it a little earlier uh, at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. We, uh, we had an opportunity to talk to him, and that was actually the question I threw out there to him, was just about the excitement and the energy and the extra juice 
when it came to playing at home, season home opener, and oh, by the way, it's the Steelers, which we know is a rivalry going back many, many moons. And on top of that, you're in prime time action. So it doesn't get any better than this, man. I'm super excited, super fired up. Please believe your boy's already got his appointment to get his hair cut bright and early in the morning. Like, we got to look good, right? It's like the first day of school. You look good, you feel good, you, you, you do good. At least that's what I think. So that's how it's going down. Uh, but we're here the next three hours, man, to rock with you and uh, excited to talk to the many guests that we have coming up on the show. Starting at 2.30, my guy Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, he'll join the show to give us our final preview for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got the injury report, Friday's injury report. We already got that. So we'll have an opportunity to go over that in a few minutes and let you know what it looks like as far as health goes for the Raiders, what it looks like health goes for the Steelers. We'll go over that in just a little bit. But Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, will join us at 2.30 to give us our final little preview of the team coming into Allegiant Stadium for Sunday Night Football. That's coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We, uh, we met with him earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. So there's a few little sound bites that I wanted to bring to the table. So we'll kind of scatter shoot with him and uh, hear what he's got to say, like I said, at uh, around 3 o'clock. Uh, then at 4 o'clock, my guy Nick Shook from NFL.com will go all over the NFL with Nick. It is officially week three. We saw it get underway last night with the 49ers getting the victory over the G-Men and uh, really, a game that they scored 30 points again for the third time in a row. They probably could have blown out the Giants by more than that, but they just kind of let them hang around and hang around and hang around. But at you know, at the, at the end of the day, they still won the game. They're three and zero on the season. Uh, they're looking like a really good team, and the Giants—they're not looking like they're a very good team. So we'll talk all things NFL. We'll talk about the injury to Trayvon Diggs, the torn ACL, when it comes to the Cowboys. Uh, we'll also talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. They're zero and two. Joe Burrow's got a calf injury. Do you play him? Do you not play him? What do you do? We'll talk about that. I mean, Nick is my guy, right? NFL.com, he covers the whole league like a glove. So we'll catch up with him at 4 o'clock talking all things NFL. Then Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, let you know where to lay some money at this weekend. Try to get you laced up, right? So uh, 4.30, Lee Sterling will join the show as he does each and every Friday. And, of course, throughout the course of the show, we want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200 and the Don'tBeBroke.com text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Of course, this is Unnecessary Roughness being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. And we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. I'll have a couple uh, questions that I'll bring and throw out there like I do each and every week. like to bring a couple topics to the table. And uh, we'll do that in just a hot second as we jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So it's real simple on Fridays, how I like to get down. It's game week, right? Of course, there's a game coming up on Sunday night, primetime action, Steelers and Raiders. It's real simple. Keys to victory. What will have to happen for the Raiders to win Sunday night? In your opinion, what has to happen? You've seen two weeks. It's kind of like you've seen the good. You've seen the bad. Where are they? It is week three of the NFL season. Are they closer to who they were week one? Are they more like who they were week two? What is your opinion? Who is it we'll be talking about on Monday as well? And that's good or bad. Again, it doesn't always have to be rainbows and puppy dogs, man. That's not how we get down around here. It's who will we be talking about Monday in general? Who will be the focal point of the conversation when we take the airways at 2 p.m. Pacific time here on Unnecessary Roughness? But keys to victory, what will have to happen for the Raiders to win Sunday night? I'll give you mine in a hot minute, but let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to my guy, Raider Ken in Henderson. Welcome to the show, Ken. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up? You love the show. Appreciate you. Um, I think we come out fired up Sunday night, and 
I think we take an early lead. I think the crowd's going to be into it. Uh, McDaniels is going to have something schemed up early. But that uh, that leads me to my question about um, the second half. Uh, McDaniels, he struggles to make adjustments, and uh, I, I keep hearing that. And uh, this guy, he coached under Bill Belichick. So I'm just, I'm just confused. Like, you know he knows how to make adjustments. But why did he struggle so so much with that last year? And, like, what what do you think he needs to do to, to correct that? Because you know he knows how to do it. So he goes he under, under the best. So I, I'm just confused about that. What do you think? Hey, good call. Good call. Definitely appreciate you. And uh, getting out to an early start would be good, right? That's a good key. Get out to an early start, come out. I think they need to come out of the locker room with their hair on fire. The Buffalo Bills came out with their hair on fire. What I said last week, Remember, survive the first 15 minutes because the Bills are going to punch you in the mouth? Well, that's what the Raiders need to do to the Steelers. The Steelers are coming off a performance where we all watched it. I don't care if you don't, you're don't, you not a big football fan. You watched it Monday night. You saw the Steelers come up with two defensive touchdowns. You know how they try to bully you. So the way to beat a bully is what? Punch them in the mouth. Punch them in the mouth first. So that's, that's how they should come out of the locker room. They should come out with their hair on fire. So if they get out to an early lead, like you mentioned, uh, Raider can, that would be that would obviously be in their advantage. As far as t- uh, adjustments go, if you want to go back to last year, I would say that the adjustments might not have been made or might not have been recognized because I don't know if the coaching staff trusted the team and knew the team very well, if that makes sense. you know. Now, look, when you're up 20 nothing at halftime against the Cardinals, there shouldn't be too many adjustments you have to make. You come out of the locker room and you do what you started, right? You finish off what you started. You don't. You don't have to make too many adjustments. Yeah, let them adjust to you. Uh, I don't think it's always about making – I mean, it's always the cool cliche thing to say is go, go into the locker room and make adjustments. Like, they got about a handful of minutes when they get into the locker room. So there's not a whole lot of things that they're doing when they're in the locker room, as far as I'm concerned. But you just have to understand what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And you've got to figure out exactly what you could do to keep that going. The thing that stood – what's up, Doc? The thing that, uh, that stood out to me the most from last week, Buffalo – was the fact that they only had the ball for 13 snaps. Not, not 13 drives, not 13 minutes, 13 snaps. That's only had 13 snaps. You can't get anything going with 13 snaps, right? I mean, that you really can't get anything going unless you're striking and hitting touchdowns on, like, two plays. Boom, boom, boom. And you know that offense ain't built like that. The first drive of the game went five snaps, and they scored, and that was the last time the offense looked good on, on, on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. So as far as just adjustments – he knows his team. He knows the players. He knows what they're capable of doing. It's up to them to go out there and execute. Lincoln Kennedy, the great Lincoln Kennedy, joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday here on this show at 3.30. And he always says, Q, coaches coach, players play. Coaches can only do so much, and the players got to go out there and execute. What I saw from the Raiders against the Bills, as far as execution and lack of adjustments like we're talking about, is they didn't go out there and take advantage of any opportunity they had. When the Bills decided to triple team Max Crosby and make sure 98 didn't beat him, there was not one swing and D that decided, I'm going to take advantage. Not one. There was not one dude out there that was like, okay, you know what? It's my time to shine. They're going to focus in on him. Let me take advantage. That, to me, is an issue. That, to me, is a problem. Someone has to recognize. It's almost like when you're playing basketball and you recognize that the good guy over there has got double and almost triple coverage. You're probably easy. You probably can get to the bucket. Right? So you've got to be able to do that. You've got to be able to take advantage. When, you're the, when they think and they consider you the weak link and they let you stand out in the corner because they know you ain't going to hit that three-pointer, that's a problem. 
And it was, like, it was just like that. It, it looked like that to me when it came to the Buffalo Bills. They looked at the rest of the Raiders' defensive line and said, yeah, y'all are Patrick Beverly. We're going to leave you in the corner and let y'all shoot three-pointers and see what can happen. And we know Pat Bev ain't hitting those, right? And I don't take a genius to know that. So that, that's, that's how it looked. Someone has got to be able to be that guy. Okay, if you're going to try to take the alpha dog out, someone has got to step up and help him out. Tyree Wilson, the rookie, everyone has high expectations for him, of course, but we know that he's being brought along slowly. I would like to see him start to make some impact. We talked about him in great detail on yesterday's show. like to see him start to make some impact, but none of that's guaranteed. But he ain't the only one out there. It's not like it's just him and Max. They've got other dudes, but they've got to find guys that can make impacts. Tyree Wilson, by the way, was sick the last two days. Wednesday and Thursday did not participate in practice. He was limited today. Coach McDaniels did say that. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN actually asked him, you know, what's going on with Tyree Wilson? Is he going to be good? And, hey, you'll see him out there today practicing. So I didn't stick around for practice, but that was a good sign, and he was. As the injury report is out now, I tweeted it at r 920 am and at your boy Q254. So if you follow us on Twitter, at Ari Produces, if you follow us on Twitter, you can find the injury report as well. He was limited, so he's questionable for, uh, for Sunday. So cool. All right, at least, I mean, at least he's not ruled out. That's a positive. But somebody's got to be able to step up. And when I say somebody, I'm not just talking about the players on the field. You know, we're talking about coaches coach and players play. I'm talking about Patrick Graham as well. If he sees that Buffalo's or any team, or Pittsburgh obviously this Sunday, if he sees that they're rolling some, some type of way and they're going to try to slow down Max, he's got to put Max in a better position as well. Okay, let's move him around. Let's move him around the line of scrimmage. Let's do this, that, and the other. Let's put him in a more favorable mat- matchup. Now, that's, that's the part of coaching that I want to see from Coach McDaniels from Coach Graham, from all the guys out there. I want to see them make sure that they put the players in the right position. But when you do, then that's when it's up to the player to go out there and do what they do. So really good call, really good question. It's going to be interesting to see how it is. And, again, it's a season home opener. It's in your building. You've got to go out there and make an impact. You just do. What's up, my man? You doing all right? Appreciate you. So we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Don'tBeBroke.com text line as well, 69187, keyword r We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. Got some of Raider Nation rolling in right now. My man Bill just made his way in, and you could be here as well. Come on by, say what's up, hang out with us. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I would ask him to come out, but he don't never come out no way. Ari don't never want to come out the studio. Ari's like a hermit crab, Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ari's like, I'm good. Holding you it go- down over here is a lot going on on a Friday. If you could hear it in my voice, so yes, I'm. Uh, that's the first I'm okay time you do. That. That's about the first time you didn't put some bass in your voice, and I don't know, <laughs> your whole life, man. All right. <laughs> you know, my life actually started before I got here in uh, Raider Nation Radio. I have a whole life outside of that. There's so no, there's no such. You thing. don't know for sure. There's no <laughs> such thing as life outside your radio life. You were born a radio guy, and you're going to, you know, be a That's radio right. guy. That's right. That's right. It's just that simple. Life started once you joined this show. That's when, I, that's when this show put life into you. You were just – you were a guy walking in the dark, had no direction. Is that right? right? Yeah, you had a cloud that hovered over your head. <laughs> and now the sunlight has found you. Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm going to answer this phone. Yeah, go on and do that, man. Go on and do something good for your country. 702-365-9200. My man, Ari, good dude. He's standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You can hit him up. Want to know, keys to victory. What do you think has to happen for the Raiders to win Sunday night? And who are we going to be talking about on Monday? If you come by here at Buffalo Wild Wings and you want to chime in on the show, I got a headset. I got a microphone for you. It's all good. This is how we do, man. Equal opportunity employers around here. That's what we do. So you can definitely hit us up 
and let us know about it. From the don'tbebroke.com text line, this is from the 209. They need to punch them in the mouth and keep punching. Once they up double digits towards the end of the game, they take out their starters and let the bench players get some punches in. I know they as a team don't want to get embarrassed, so I'm expecting a double-digit win on Sunday. Cue nothing less. That's from the 209. And, you know, the one thing I'll say about, you know, being embarrassed, the Buffalo Bills were embarrassed on Monday Night Football against the Jets, right? They didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They had Zach Wilson. We all know that he's average at best as far as the quarterback goes. And they found a way to lose. And they did that on Monday Night Football where everybody was watching. So then they welcomed the Raiders into their building with open arms. I was like, yeah, come on in here. And everyone called it a get-right game. And I said that you should take that personally. You should be a little offended if you're considered the get-right. It's almost like it's almost like back in the day when you have, like, in your phone, you have Slump Buster. If you're labeled Slump Buster in the phone, that's a bad thing. That's not good. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there, man. Look, it's a family show, so I keep it family. But I'm just saying. If you have a label in your, in your phone or you're labeled something in someone's phone as a slump buster, that is not a, that is not a, a, a sign of, uh, of love. Let's put it like that. You should feel disrespected. Well, the Buffalo Bills looked at the Raiders and said, okay, they're going to be our slump buster. We're going to go ahead and, and, and give them the business, and they did, 38 to 10. So the Raiders should take that personal too. They should look at the Steelers and say, you know what, you ain't coming in our house and embarrassing us like we got embarrassed last week. They should, they should take that exact same approach. Now, will they? That's on them. But that's what they should do. 702-365-9200. Eddie in L.A., welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Eddie? What's up, Q? How we doing, brother? All right. I'm blessed, the brother. I'm blessed. The key to the game is our boys can need to show up on Sunday night and play big boy football. They need to go out there and play smash ball. Now, they, <laughs> it's going to be hard to try to run on them. I get it. I mean, they, not, not that the defense is all world, but – the fact that our offensive line has been able to open up holes, but we got to get it right. This is our get-right game, right? Last week was Bill's get-right game. I have yet to see this team or a team coached by, by uh, Joshua Daniels that gets out there and has an attitude about him and says, it goes out in the field and plays with the level of being disrespected and go out there and just plays wrecking them badly. They get out there, hit somebody, get loud, throw deep, get out there and score points. This is, the next five games are crucial to this team, especially this season. They're all winnable games, soft part of this uh, of this schedule. What are you going to do after getting knocked out, punched around, and basically Bill doing whatever they want with you? All right, what? Are, how are you going to respond? We thought you you're, you heard Josh McDaniels in the locker room after the Broncos victory talking about this is different. Okay, show us it's different. That's what I want to know. I want to see Josh McDaniels' true coaching style prove uh, all of his naysayers wrong in the next five weeks okay show it to us that it's different show us that you're able to coach better show us that you're able to get players to respond on the field be a lot better on defense be out there and play as a cohesive unit i want to see more pressure up to, up towards the middle of that uh, of that defensive line i want to be able to see a play where a defensive player just comes out of nowhere and knocks them out knocks them so hard they're afraid to go to it's to throw any way, any part of that field. That's what I'm, I've been waiting for. You've got to be able to control the, time, the, the the line of scrimmage if you want to be able to beat Pittsburgh. They're going to try to run the ball on you. That is all, that is their whole, sole game yeah. plan is to try to run the ball against them. What yep. is the Raiders' defense going to do? Are they going to step up? Are they going to be big boys? Are they going to go in there and say, that's it, we got embarrassed, it's time for us to knock you down, get a couple of sacks? Pickett will give you plenty of opportunities to pick him off and make them pay. Can this team do it? Can this team go out there and run the ball like they can, like they know they can, 
create some opportunities with the speed that we have on the wide receiving group and get some damn sacks and interceptions, baby. It's never easy being a Raider fan, but this is going to tell us a lot this weekend. Raider Nation, stay up. Raiders! There you go. Fired up Eddie right there out of L.A. Appreciate the call, Eddie. And there was a lot there to, to unpack. But, I mean, ultimately, I, I get the – I get the sentiment, man. It's, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta go out there and you gotta handle your business, and you've gotta play, you gotta play fast. That's the one thing. Watching some teams around the league, and, and for example, the 49ers. I know that nobody wants to hear the 49ers uh, at all. I get that, but just watching that defense in particular, man, those dudes fly around. They, I mean, they they look like they're playing. You know, like if you listen to a podcast or you listen to something on your phone and you accidentally put it on 1.5 and you realize it's a little faster than what it should be. It's bad when people put, like, my podcast on 1.5 because I already talk fast as it is. You imagine me even faster? I've had people do that. That's what it looked like when you watch the 49ers defense. They fly around like they're on 1.5 and everybody else is on 1. The Raiders did that in the offseason, worked on building their team speed. That was something they need both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. So that team speed should show up. Now they've got to go out there and make the plays as well. Like a young rookie like Ja'Korian Bennett, you know he's a, he's a burner. DeAndre Carter, offensively, burner. Trey Tucker, burner, right? These guys can get after it. you got to be able to have that team speed offensively and defensively to go and make the plays that are there to be made. Uh, let's go out to Orange County, the OC. Let's talk to our guy, John. John, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, fellas? Hope you all having a good day. Always. Uh, yeah, man. So, you said keys to victory. I say at the line of scrimmage. That goes for both sides of the ball. Our boys up front. Gotta gotta do what they did last year, you know, to open up some holes and execute, fill the gaps, get their man, and let Jay run. That's what we did last year. We gotta do that, and also in pass protection, we look good. You know, we we, we look good. We just gotta when the guys come blitzing, like you know Pittsburgh, they show they, they show what their what what their coach is about, which is about that steel curtain mentality, right? So our offense has to start at the line of scrimmage, control and dominate the line of scrimmage. Back to the other side of defense. We're talking about 49ers and energy. We got to have what I what I want to call out from that Brad Brad Bollinger uh, uh, video, man. You see Max come from one end to the other and smash that dude at the sideline. Yeah. That's called yeah. Max energy. We need yeah. Max energy on all eleven guys on front four. Got to dominate up front. And I don't know about you, man. It, it, it might be a four a, a four. What is it? A four four three defense. I would like to see you change it up and go a five two, man. And mano a mano. Heads up, ball, and just dominate man on man, and do a couple of stunts. But I want to see more blitzes, man. We just gotta dominate, man. We gotta, I, I, you know, I, we all used to play football, high school. You, you know, we used to get down and dirty. But what do coaches used to say and such, man? The lower man wins, and we used to do under the cage uh, drills, man. If, if, if everything starts up front in the trenches, we gotta go back to that nasty. Man, I'm pumped up with this damn game, man. I see, I see. Game, man, it's bigger than the AFC West, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 right from the LA to Oakland. I have you know I live all over the state of California, but man, like we out here, man, we out here. I'm pumped up with this game. We just gotta dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides, man. Let's go, Red Nation. Don't is the point. Show up early, be loud, and I know the Steelers, the Steelers fans will be there, but we just gotta be loud, man. We gotta show our boys that we have their back, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna feed out that energy. So let's go. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. George and, and, and John in Orange County, I mean, 
I'm going to bottle that energy with that call that you just had, man. I can I can use that later on, man. You know what I mean? I, I like that. That energy is great. I love how Raider Nation's fired up today. That's a beautiful thing, man. Let's get one more quick call in. G-Money. G-Money, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Quick one. Just the uh, – it's a good spot for the Raiders. Got them money line this weekend. It's sure money. I'm G-Money. You're going to make sure money. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a Raider fan. Just, it's just a spot. It's just going to happen. Steelers got to go across the country to uh, to play this game. It's it's a done deal. All right, there you go. Uh, G Money talking about the money line. I like that. Okay, that'll work. We got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll give you his thoughts on the game a little bit later on. Matter of fact, around 4.30, we'll talk a little college ball. We'll talk some NFL action, and we'll do that with Lee Sterling coming up at 4.30. Uh, a couple quick texts real quick. I couldn't tell if that was Q or DMX. That's funny. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Uh, this one's from the 925. Graham going to be on the field or in the box on Sunday? He's going to be in the box. You know, something I asked Coach McDaniels about on Monday, about uh, about Patrick Graham being in the box, and he said something that they did in the preseason is something that they had long conversations about, and they like where he's at. They like, they like him right there in the box. Now, I've said this to anyone who will listen. When they start moving you around, when they start changing the position and putting you in a different spot so you can, in air quotes, get a better look or a better feel for what you're supposed to be doing, that's when you know you've got to pay attention. That's when you know that they're paying attention to you. If I come to you and it's like, yeah, you know what? You're doing a really good job here, but I'm going to move you. <laughs> that probably means something, unless I'm moving you up. If it's lateral, <laughs> it might not be that great. Just saying. Just saying. So, you know, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Patrick Graham and what he's got going on uh, as far as calling the plays for the, for the Raiders' defense. And so uh, we'll see what it looks like. But he's up in the booth. Uh, Coach McDaniels mentioned about the – the, the view of the field, and he can get a, a, a better view of everything that's going on in the field. So, cool. You know, let, let's let's see what the results look like. The one thing I know about the defense, and we talked about it till, until I was blue in the face this offseason, and it takes a lot to make me blue in the face. But let me tell you, we talked about that defense in a major way, in a major way. And we talked about what? Turnovers and sacks affecting the quarterback and affecting the ball. And so far through two games, it really hasn't started to show its results yet, right? I mean, I know they have a few sacks under their belt. That's fine. But no turnovers yet. They've got to find a way to go and get some turnovers and get to the quarterback more. The Steelers come in kind of wounded. I wounded Duck with their, their offense. It's not very good. Don't let them get right on you this game. Don't let that offense all of a sudden find their way against you. The Buffalo Bills didn't run the ball very well until they did. They ran the ball for 183-plus yards last week. They don't run like that. Usually it's the Josh Allen show. This time they're like, oh, no, that's cool. We'll hand the ball off and you, you can run the rock. Don't let the offense find its footing with you. George Pickens is a problem. Watch him. Don't let him get involved in the game early. Just some of the keys to this game. 226 at the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. We in the NOF today. We're going to be here till 5 o'clock. we got plenty of prizes for you. We want you to get hooked up. Raider Nation's already rolling in the building, getting excited about this upcoming weekend and this primetime game. How do you feel about the game being a primetime? That's a big deal, man. The Raiders have a handful of primetime games this year. That's fun. So uh, let us know about that as well, 69187, keyword r Let's get our final little look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. we got my guy, Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers. He'll join the show next, Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. 
This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. First and 10. After the penalty, they spotted. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. You know what's so funny? That Terrell Pryor 93-yard touchdown run, that takes it back to 2013. When I, I remember watching that play happen, and I just knew right there the Raiders had a quarterback. Boy, they got their quarterback of the future. Yeah, look at that guy run. Yeah, well, didn't work out that way. But, man, that's a throwback for real. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We do it each and every Friday. We're at a different one. We're at 6640 North Durango. Come on by. We're in the north. Come hang out with us. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to come on and hang out here in uh, Las Vegas. It's Sunday night prime time action. Should be a fun game. It's a rivalry game, taking it back to the old school. And, of course, last time these two teams met was last year, Christmas Eve. Cold, cold day in Pittsburgh. It ain't going to be cold here in Las Vegas. Thank goodness. Join us now on the phone lines is my guy, my brother, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers. And, Chris, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you, my man. And, the offense, let's start there, man. The offense has been a subject of conversation when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What, in your opinion, is it going to take for the Steelers to get that offense going? It's going to take Kenny Pickett taking what's there. And the, the Raiders, one thing they they need to do in this game if they want to win, they, gotta, they need to come out and force Kenny Pickett to beat them. They cannot let the Steelers' run game get going. Uh, and not that it has really gotten going in his first two games, but – if you allow the Steelers to run the ball, that'll take pressure off of Kenny Pickett and let him get into a groove. He was really smooth all through preseason, all through training camp. Looked like he was seeing the field well. And in these first two games, he doesn't have good numbers. He didn't perform particularly well, even though he won uh, last Monday night against, against the Browns. But you look at it, there's plenty of plays being drawn up. A lot of people in Pittsburgh here want to get rid of that candidate, the offensive coordinator. I'm not saying that he doesn't have his fault. But my biggest thing is that, man, like even when he draws up the, the plays that give Kenny Pickett open targets that reasonably should be hit in stride, that he's not hitting them. I mean, there's even five-yard slants that should be touchdowns that he's just missing. And, and I think maybe he has the yips. Maybe it's, maybe it's just something in his head. Maybe he's, he's injured and not telling us about something. But Kenny Pickett has not been consistent the way that we saw him being consistent leading up to this season. And if I'm the Raiders, I am going to force him to be consistent in this game. I'm going to crowd the line of scrimmage. I'm going to force you to, to win with your receivers on the outside, do whatever you can to limit Pat Frymuth from breaking open this game because the Raiders have had some problems covering tight ends these first two games. Uh, but that would be my ticket to going after the Steelers offense. You mentioned the tight end Frymuth, and we just got a text, as a matter of fact, asking me to ask you about him. How come the Steelers haven't got him more involved so far? I think part of it was one against the Niners. You had Fred Warner and you had the, the, you know, the linebackers. The Niners are just so good at covering the middle part of the field. It's why they are the best defense in football right now. 
Uh, and you got, uh, uh, you know, Havanaga, Havanaga, I can't remember, it's Talanoa Havanaga, uh, their safety. Uh, but they, they, they have great guys to cover the middle part of the field. And the Browns, I think, were getting so much pressure that the Steelers were having Pat Fryman, I think, helping protection a little bit more. Uh, so he, all he's caught is one touchdown so far, and that's not what you want if you're the Steelers. You drafted him in the second round two years ago because you, you are three years ago now, geez, but you're, you're, because you wanted him to be a playmaker. And we've seen him be a playmaker. Heck, him and Kenny Pickett, they were, they were throwing back shoulder passes and, and connecting for touchdowns in, in training camp in the preseason. We haven't seen any of that, and that's the stuff that – has to kind of shine through. So that's what's going on there. Uh, and I think it's going to be a big question. Can they get Pat Fryman's involved? In fact, for my Friday episode of the Locked on Steelers podcast, that was my biggest key. I'm like, get this guy involved. Also, their number two tight end, Darnell Washington, who has not really been involved at all in the passing game. He's dominating people in run blocking. Uh, but the guy they drafted out of Georgia in the third round, he has improved in his route running. He's getting open. Can he pick it? Just hasn't hit him yet. And I think that's the biggest thing. The Raiders... I think one thing, take away the tight ends and take away the run game, force him to win on the outside, throwing outside the hashes to his wide receivers. That's a Las Vegas native, Darnell Washington, for you. <laughs> Just yes, saying. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. Actually, <laughs> I talked to him about it. He had, he had a Desert Pines uh, logo in his locker, and I, I had an old friend of the family that, that used to be principal at their Desert Pines way back. Nice. I like it. I like it. Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers, joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned crowding the line of scrimmage and don't let the run game get going because it really hasn't. It's been slow out of the gates, and it's funny. The Raiders haven't got their run game going yet either. What, in your opinion, has been the biggest reason why the Steelers' run game hasn't got started? It's a, it's a myriad of things, but it mainly starts with the offensive line, and the offensive line has also come out ice cold. Uh, they drafted Broderick Jones in the first round, but they're try- I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get through these early games so he can just watch the NFL from the sidelines, keep working on things week to week, and then bring him in when they're not facing some of the best edge rushers in the NFL. I mean, you think about this. If he was to start, his first game would have been against Nick Bosa. His second game would have been against Miles Garrett. His third game would have been against Max Crosby. Uh, so, like, that would have been kind of a really interesting gauntlet to introduce your rookie into. I think the Steelers are trying to take it easy, trust Dan Moore. He started two whole seasons for the Steelers, but he, but he hasn't been good. Uh, Isaac Fiamalo has also struggled, the, the guy they brought in from the Eagles. Uh, Mason Cole, a center who was decent last year, uh, he got abused a lot on Monday night against the Browns. James Daniels, I think, might may, may be the best player on the offensive line, at least by how they're playing uh, so far, but that's the biggest problem. And when they're not blocking, it's making it so hard for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren to consistently run the football. And Najee Harris has three runs right now already in two games that are over 17 yards each. And he's able to break loose. But the problem is most of his runs, he's getting hit in the backfield. I think he's, you know, between expected yards per carry versus actual yards per carry, he's averaging two yards more than he should, according to analytics, uh, you know, for every run that he's taken right now because of what's blocked in front of him. So, uh, right now, I think that Najee Harris is, is doing everything he can, as is Jalen Warren, a backup running back that Raiders, the Raiders should be accounting for in this game because he, can be, he is dangerous. Uh, but the biggest factor for the Steelers is the offensive line just hasn't been consistent yet. I'm glad you mentioned Warren and the fact he's dangerous. Do you expect him to be more involved in the offense moving forward? We know Najee is Najee, right? We know what he's going to bring to the table. But Warren seems like he's got that extra gear and that extra juice. How can the, the Steelers get him more involved? Well, I think it, it's, just, it's just about being involved, period. I think we've seen him get a, a pretty decent amount of snaps and opportunities 
uh, again, it's going to be all Kenny Pickett taking what's there because there's been plays. There was a big play uh, that kind of sprung Warren for a, a, few, a big pass play where he was just left wide open in the flat. That's what he's good at. You leave. He's the kind of guy. I talked to Steelers running back coach Eddie Faulkner last year during training camp, and he was telling me, Chris, like we had him graded as the sixth best running back of this draft class. So when he was undrafted, we were like, well, that's what that's who we're getting first. Uh, was making that phone call, and he's proven to be pretty good for a number two. And I don't think he has the body type to be the number one because I think that to do that, you know, you need kind of a bigger body like Najee Harris who can take all, all the abuse that a, an RB one takes, but. I think Jalen Warren can absolutely hurt you. And the thing is, is that when he's on the field, if you're a defense, you're planning for Pat Frymuth, you're planning for George Pickens, you're planning for Najee Harris, you're planning, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson's out there, you're planning for him. But Jalen Warren would be like one of the last guys on your mind as far as like, hey, we have to put our best defender over there to cover him in space. And that's where he can hurt you is, is when you're, when you're napping because you're so worried about other parts of the offense, you, you overlook him and then he gets big yards on you. Talking all things Steelers right now with Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers on Radio Nation Radio 920. Steelers come in for Sunday night football. Prime time action. It's going to be a fun one. Excited. Both teams come in at 1-1. One one. Looking at the defensive side of things, Chris, uh, the, the Steelers haven't done a great job stopping the run. I know Cam Hayward, the big man in the middle, is not in the middle. Is that the biggest reason for the struggle of uh, slowing down the run? Uh, part of it, yes, because when you look at Cam Hayward, he has been kind of like the rock for the Steelers' defense. He was he was like he was like drafted in 2011. He was there for like the end of the Troy Polamalu, James Harrison defensive day. And over the years, while they tried to rebuild up a great defense, he was kind of the guy who carried on the torch from those years. And now he's still here with T.J. Watt, Nick Fitzpatrick, Alex Highsmith, and all the guys that are that are kind of the torch bearers of this defense defensive era. But yeah, certainly him being out has been a, has been a big hurt. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi's been playing, dealing with injuries. But he's been playing. I thought he played really well Monday night. But they have a lot of newer faces slash younger faces that have replaced Cam Hayward and, and, and on that defensive line. Keanu Benton, the rookie, I think he looked pretty good in his first two games. Uh, but I think that he still has to work on his consistency. Marvin Leal, a second-year player, he's really good in the pass rush. I think he needs to improve against the run. Uh, but one, one switch that I can see happening soon, Montrevious Adams, a defensive lineman for the Steelers, He's a veteran that they brought in a couple of years back, and he's you know off the Packers practice squad. And he was pretty, he was pretty all right. Uh, and, you know, I think that he he's a good versatile defensive lineman because you can put him on the inside or move him out a little bit. Uh, but the thing is, is that he is not a run stuffer, and the Steelers need a run stuffer. And they called up Braden Fajoko, who they picked up in free agency over the over the off season uh, from the Chargers. And Braden Fajoko uh, is a run stuffer. That he doesn't rush the passer much, but he will eat up two blockers. You won't move him, and he makes everyone else's jobs easier. And then behind him, you got a whole new linebacker room where Robert Spillane was part of that room last year, but Devin Bush, Miles Jack, all those guys are gone. Now it's Cole Holcomb, who I think had a pretty good game Monday night after a struggling game against the Niners. Quan Alexander, who's a hard hitter and is looking yeah. decent in space. And Landon Roberts, another hard hitter who helps against the run. I think part of the problem, Hugh, is just chemistry with young guys on the defensive line trying to fit in where Cam Hayward was supposed to be and take up the roles that he took on, along with linebackers trying to fit their chemistry in with that young defensive line. Got to ask you about the two special dudes, man. The two special dudes we saw on Monday night score touchdowns. That's T.J. Watt. No, there's no doubt about how special he is. And then Highsmith, Alex Highsmith, he's fantastic as well. How good can those bookends be for the Steelers? They can control the game. As, as you saw against the Browns, they can win yeah. a game for the Steelers if you, if you give them the chance, which is why 
I think them together, they paid Alex Tyson a significant contract this past, this past during, during this offseason leading up to the year, and uh, that was a huge move by the Steelers because they wanted to, to give T.J. Watt a, a, another great option across from him so that you can't – if you double beat T.J. Watt, you are putting yourself at risk to be taken advantage of by Alex Highsmith. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that I, I point out is that, like, T.J. Watt is elite, but Alex Highsmith is on his way to that and could very well maybe even become that this year. He had 14 and a half sacks last year. And one thing is, is, is his dedication. You know, he was a third-round pick out of Charlotte. A lot of people overlooked him. But now he's kind, of, he's kind of become that guy. Like, every time when you see him in practice, when the first defense is done, you know, doing what they're doing on the field and they come off and take a breather, you'll see him and TJ just go off by themselves and they'll start doing, like, practice all their different hand rush moves. They kind of look like they're doing karate against each other, but they're just practicing, becoming more consistent and getting sharper. And Denzel Martin, their, their, their coach at the outside linebacker position, he's doing a great job pushing them to, to, kind, of, to kind of do that thing. And you even see that with backups. Like Nick Herbig, the rookie out of Wisconsin, he's looked really strong as well to start the season. And they even have a veteran like Marcus Golden. So they, their edge rusher unit might be the best part of this team entirely. And that's, you know, that's the same thing. They got some really good groups on the team. But absolutely, they will take a game over. And the Raiders need to do everything they can to make sure those two guys do not beat Final question for you. I wanted to ask you about the secondary. Of course, Patrick Peterson, the old school veteran, is there. Uh, I, I just think that that's really cool. Then they have the youngster, right, Jerry or, uh, Joey Porter Jr. Excuse me, uh, out of Penn State. He's there as well. What is the? Uh, what do you you look at when you see the secondary? What are you looking at, and how do you feel that they're doing so far? I think that they still have some work to do. Um, Joey Porter Jr. played seven snaps against the Niners and fourteen snaps against. The Browns, I think they're kind of just easing him into the situation because he missed a, a chunk of training camp and a preseason game or two uh, because of injuries. So uh, they, they're, they're kind of letting him get to get his feet under him before they start throwing more uh, reps on him. The guy who's kind of been getting torched in the secondary so far has been Levi Wallace. He had a really rough first and second game, got picked on a lot uh, by both Brock Purdy and Deshaun Watson. I think it was one of the biggest flaws of the Browns that they didn't pick on him more. Uh, with, with how poorly he was playing. Patrick Peterson has been solid, but you can see he doesn't have the same elite speed that he used to in his, in his age. Um, but Joey Porter Jr., uh, in the limited rest that we've seen, he looked good. Like he, uh, the, the other, in fact, against the Browns in just his 14 snaps, he was targeted twice, once with a breakup on third round, another time he was, he was, he was uh, in lockstep with his man, and the ball was, was overthrown on a fourth down pass uh, because there was no real, no real passing window for Deshaun Watson to hit. And because and those two plays were on money downs, as Mike Tomlin will call them. So Joey Porter Jr., I think he's earning his stripes uh, with the Steelers. And if Levi Wallace has another bad game soon, I think he could get the, get the call up sooner rather than later. There it is right there. Well, it should be a fun one, man. It's a historic matchup, obviously an old-school rivalry. We saw it last year in Pittsburgh. This year it's going to be in Vegas for the first time. Is there any kind of excitement? I know you're around the team all the time. Are the, are the players a little fired up to come to Vegas? They are. There's a bit of excitement for the new stadium and also to be on the road because they've been at home for these last two games. I think they want to prove that they can go on the road and win something in a new environment. But I'll also say to you, I would not be shocked if there is a strong contingency of Steelers fans in Las Vegas. That's one of the areas where there's a lot of Pittsburghers who over the years they've kind of moved around the country to a lot warmer climates. Which I don't blame them because I, I, I'm not a, I don't like the, the cold here in Pittsburgh myself. Like I was, I was right with you. I'm like I, I take 70 degrees every day, even in December. But, right. Uh, but like Vegas, San Fran, 
I've been to I've been to Arizona. I got a Cardinals game where it was two thirds Steelers fans, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow, like this is insane." I don't think it's going to be two thirds Steelers fans at this Raiders game, but I think Raiders fans should should be uh, should be prepared to see a lot of black and yellow in the stands and be like, "Hey, wait a second, this is the wrong time to cheer." So right. uh, that, that that could very well happen. But the players are absolutely excited, uh, and I, I think they're also poised to prove something because they don't feel like they've played a complete game yet. And I think that's something that they, they're really coming in to prove. Uh, Sunday night, so watch out for that. Mika Fitzpatrick, healthy to go after his injury uh, on Monday night. So uh, a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff there. I'll be eager to see which team does get themselves uh, above 500 after this game. Yeah, man, you got it. You got. You don't want to be under 500, that's for sure. So both teams coming in at one and one should be fun Sunday night football. The whole league will be watching. Chris, great stuff as always, my man. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for this upcoming weekend. I'll have your boy Q on the North Shore Drive podcast. <laughs> we'll be talking for, for the Akershire Fan Advantage, where he and I will be breaking down this matchup for a Saturday show. Tune into that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast on audio platforms from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll be doing that show there. There it is. Well, Chris, it's always great, man. Thanks so much. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. I appreciate you joining the show this afternoon. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chris Carter, my guy, host of Locked On Steelers. We did uh, Locked On NFL together on Fridays, and because of my wonky schedule that I have now, we're not able to do it, but that's a good dude right there. Does a fantastic job covering the Steelers like a glove, and definitely appreciate him giving us some time this afternoon. 2.48 is the time. Speaking of time, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts. We'll close out hour number one of the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. We in the north. NAWF 6640 North Durango is the spot. Buffalo Wild Wings, we're here till 5 o'clock. Come on out and hang out with us. We got all kind of prizes for you. Of course, there's great food and drink specials going on right now. Plenty of TVs for you to enjoy the rest of your afternoon. But again, we in the building. That's all you really need. We in the building. So come on and hang out with us. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Let's talk to our guy, Mitch, in New Jersey. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Happy Friday, Q. How you doing? I'm, I'm blessed, man. Uh, it sounded like you were at a carnival, man. You all right? What's that? It sounded like you were at a carnival or you were spinning a wheel of fortune or something. What you got going on there? I'm not at a carnival. I'm doing my last delivery. Oh, okay. Got gotcha. you. I go from one town, skip another one, and get to another town, and then, and then I'm done. All of the day. You know, 50 plus hours, somebody has to do it, right? Yep. Yeah, I hope we get a good, uh, I'll let you some sacks. I'll get a good play. It's not a good quarterback. I think the Steelers be looking for a Pac-12 quarterback. Well, just like us, but not not, not, not Jimmy G's ball. And what, what a coincidence that, what a combination. And pick it to pick it, pick it. It was just a coincidence. They weren't going after that, but it sounds like a, like a perfect combo. But uh, let's just have a great pass rush and get our, get our offense going. Yeah. Hey, you too, Mitch. Thanks for the call. And, you know, let's go back to what Chris Carter had to say when uh, he was talking about – I asked him about T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and why they're a special one-two punch. And, and he said that the Steelers' priority was to make sure that they had that one-two punch. They said that, hey, you know how special T.J. Watt could be, but when teams take him out, who steps up? Well, the Raiders are in that same position. They have Max Crosby, who's a special, special dude. But when teams try to take him out, who steps up? Somebody's got to be able to step up. And then you saw the results of it on Monday Night Football. Okay, you take you take TJ out, no problem. Now here comes 
Alex to try to make a play. Oh, you want to lean and shade towards Alex? Okay, no problem. Now TJ's making a play. I mean, it's just it's just that simple, but you got to have that one-two punch, and they haven't had that one-two punch. That's why they drafted Tyree Wilson. That's why they have uh, Chandler Jones that they, they got, and obviously it hasn't been out there. But that's what it is. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. We'll be back. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.